Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Kaylor Hodges. I'm hoping you're having a great, great day. So, uh, at the time of me filming this, this would have been last night, but the uh, Tulsa match did not <laughs> did not go to plan, huh? Um, listen, there was a lot to say about last night. Um, it... Look, disappointing is a bit of an understatement, I think. We saw early that our defense was a little bit leaky. Uh, several, several opportunities fell FC Tulsa's way. Several stupid mistakes by the boys in white and red. Which, by the way, all right, I'm going to go a little off topic, I suppose. I guess it's about the match, and this is my podcast. I can talk about whatever I want, right? I guess something like that. Um, <laughs> the uh, the white tops and red pants, not a look, man. I didn't like it. Why we didn't go all white or all red, I don't really know. The Or even black bottoms, but I guess you could say that Tulsa was wearing black bottoms, so maybe they can't do that, couldn't do that. But, like, all white or all red would have looked much, much better. We've done this before, too, with the with the red shorts and the white top, and I, it, it just never made sense to me. I get that soccer or football is not all about fashion, but it's absolutely a part of it. Uh, look, I'm not saying that we would have won if we would have wore all white or all red. But uh, look feel, look good, feel good, feel good, play good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm already on the weirdest tirades. Anyway, if you want... Now, if you're already listening on the website, thank you. But if you're not, I highly recommend you going to www. Uh, hammeringdown.com go to the uh, fan focus blog tab and go to the uh, post match reactions um, this one is under this one's obviously under post match reaction Legion versus FC Tulsa I highly recommend you reading while I talk I, it helps I streamlined all my thoughts so it's easy to follow and you can kind of read what I'm thinking as well but look I want to talk about it up off the top there was a lot of people upset about the refereeing decisions um I've watched the match twice now um boy is that a hard watch (laughs) um look the referee called a tight match but taking myself out of the moment and allowing myself to allowing myself to get the emotions out of what I was watching, it definitely, the referee made good calls. They were really good calls. Um, I don't know. Early on, FC Tulsa got a chance where it looked like Johnny Dean might have been a little bit out of position. Maybe... There was somebody else who didn't track back correctly. It looked like that could have been maybe Freddie Kleeman, but I'm not positive. But Johnny goes in and makes a good save, almost puts in an own goal, but a good play by the right back. And what we're playing is a 
a five three two, but kind of a five three one one sorta. But anyway, that doesn't really matter. Early on, we were already we were already a bit on the back foot, and then and then Alex Cronali gets his first yellow card. That came. I thought the card was silly. I thought it was a little soft. Um, I didn't. I thought it was a foul, but I didn't think it was a card uh, after watching it again. And it goes straight into um, a free kick near the box, which goes straight into the wall, ends up going out for a corner. The corner goes in. It's cleared out, but it goes straight to the running midfielder or, uh, yeah, um, uh, Peter, uh, uh, I can never pronounce his name, Kuwich, I believe, um, who, how he only ended up in the book once last night was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> just saying. Um, and he puts in a beautiful, a beautiful ball into the box. Uh, da Costa gets his head on it, which Da Costa was supposed to be out for the match due to a red card, but... Um, just to be honest, it was never a red card. Why why the ref gave it as a second yellow, I don't I don't know. I think he was looking for it. But anyway, the Costa, I mean, it was just a beautiful ball into the box. Not much the Legion defense could have done there. Maybe close out that ball uh, on the edge of the box a little bit sooner, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Then comes in uh uh, sorry. In comes um, Prosper's goal, which Prosper's goal was very well worked. It was a nice play. Got into the box. Enzo puts it in, and and Prosper just finishes it. And if I watched it correctly, and this should not be shocking, but Prosper finished with his right foot. Just saying, the man might not be only one-footed anymore. Just throwing it out there. Enzo with a pretty good uh, little uh, assist in. And Sean Lewis, the entire night, was just near flawless. There was one goal or one block he had uh, late in the match where uh, Mikey gave this like kind of back heel pass, or not even a back heel, just kind of rainbowed it a little bit. I have no idea what the actual term is for it. Basically just lobbed it up with his back heel. Uh, kind of a rainbow. Anyway, that doesn't really matter. Um, straight to Bruno, who Bruno squares it away, hits it, uh, first, second touch. And, I mean, Sean Lewis made a great stop on the near post. I know they say you can't get beat on the near post, but if he were to get beat off that shot, nope. I don't think anybody would blame him. But even then, we were down 2-1 at that point. While we're down 2-1, uh, MVO, Matt Van Oakle, um just had an absolute howler of a of a decision. He goes to ground. Um, he gets back up to go recover the ball. And shoves, I think it was Da Costa, um, <laughs> just just extends the arms. And I mentioned this in the article, but 
it's kind of like football. I think if he would have gone shoulder to shoulder with them, nothing would have been called, even if uh, DaCosta would have went to ground. But because Matt Van Okel, he extended the arm and DaCosta went to ground, the refs had to call it. It was a yellow. I'm sorry. It just was. And it was a penalty in the box. And then uh, Rivas, uh, I mean, it was just an unsavable penalty. I mean, Matt goes the right way, but and it, it was just unsavable. Um, now, I could be misremembering. And somebody please tell me if I'm wrong. But at least his time in the USL, I don't or def almost definitely his time at Legion, I don't think Matt Van Oakle has a single penalty stopped yet. Which, you know, I know that they're outrageously weighted towards the uh kicker or the attacker, the person taking the shot. Uh I think it's like seventy six percent. But not a single one. I don't know. I, I guess that's just kind of his kryptonite. He's really great at everything else, but this there was just a dumb mistake, and it's hard to say that we did not deserve to be down 2-1. Anytime that you give up two goals, it's hard to see you winning that match. It's difficult to score three goals. It just is. We were down, and then after that, the Legion were, were just absolutely just destroying Tulsa. The midfield, I mean, Tulsa basically couldn't get past the midfield when they did. Our defense was shutting it down, which was really impressive because Freddie Kleeman went down with an injury. Uh, Thomas uh, Van Kaziel comes in for him, which for a lot of fans who haven't been watching the USL for a while, you might think that Van Kaziel was a holding midfielder, uh, just a complimentary piece for uh, Anderson Asedu. But... Uh, Van Kaziel has actually been an all-USL center back, I think, twice now. Um, so this is a natural position for him, and it ended up being a one-for-one -one change. Um, and Van Kaziel showed why. I mean, he was he was just near perfect. Everything he did just looked flawless. Obviously, the leg injury to Kleeman is rough, and frankly, it's not going to get any easier because... Alex Cornelius, as I'm sure a lot of you guys know, is out for the next match and maybe a second? I don't remember off the top of my head. For a red card, he got his second yellow, which a lot of people were upset that and saying the ref was wrong. Um, obviously, we didn't see much of a replay on it because whatever the camera thing that was going on in Tulsa. But the big thing for me is that Alex kept going in for challenges, kept going in to dangerous plays that, you know, if he was only on, if he had not been booked yet, I wouldn't have a problem with, but he got booked around the 10 minute mark and he just never let up on some of those challenges and eventually he got got. I, hard to say that it wasn't deserved um, and depending on the leg injury Kleeman has, we could be down two center backs, which we could go to a three-center uh, back system like we have been with Fenwell, uh, Van Kaziel, and Zach Hervo in the back again. But chances are, if, if I was a betting man, I would bet on moving back to the 4-2-3-1 that we are also accustomed to. <sighs> 
this is a time where, I mean, Mackie Jolt, he got brought in late into the match just two minutes before uh, Alex got his red, which it looked like Coach Soam was kind of moving toward that um, uh, toward that four two three one ish style. Um, I you know that looks like what he was kind of going for with um, taking out um, Anderson and having uh, Alex um, and Fanwell in the back, Van Kaziel holding midfield. Um, so it's not something that's, we can still do that. We still have the flexibility to do that, but I would hate it, <laughs> but it is what it is. We don't have much of an option depending on this Freddie Kleeman injury. And I know there's been a lot of rambling and I, I started talking about Mackie Jop in there. Um, I don't think I ever finished that point, but Mackie Jop, he is a great player. Uh, he is. We saw a lot of potential. He can get his big head on it. Not saying he has a fat head, but like he's big and he has a head. Well, I don't need to explain. <laughs> it's fine. Um, the thing is, is that the way that Legion were having success against FC Tulsa was on the ground. Everything we were doing was on the ground. We were... We were getting success through the channels on the uh, like I said, the ground passes, and we had some success in the air. Enzo had a beautiful ball, I think, to Bruno um, at one point late in the match. I can't remember what minute off the top of my head, but beautiful ball in the air. And I know we were trying to utilize that aerial threat of Mackie, but the thing is, is that. I feel like, and granted, we don't know about fitness stuff, so Marlon could have been having heavy legs and we need to pull him off. But assuming that he was good to go, it felt like keeping Marlon in was the right move here. I don't really understand why we brought on Mackie, not saying Mackie is bad, but the skill set that Mackie brings is not what was going to work against Tulsa. Not in this match anyway. Especially since the width of the field is much smaller than protective or even BBVA. It felt like a strange decision to try to go aerially because almost everything we had put in the air had gone long because we are not used to how short or skinny the pitch was. It, it just felt like a very strange decision. And then a few minutes later, hindsight being twenty twenty, Alex gets his red card, and we're down to 10 men. And it felt like someone who could hold possession better, like a Marlon, who was just out dribbling everybody all night long, it felt like he would have been a better move there. And that again, that's hindsight being twenty twenty. but I don't know. And again, this is all hindsight. If Freddie Kleeman was not injured, I have a feeling that Alex maybe would have came off and Van Casey would have came in for Alex to keep him from getting himself in trouble and getting that second red. And we're talking about a bunch of hypotheticals. And don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to start a sewn out campaign. I'm not. That me questioning his tactical adjustments are not is not me calling for his head. 
don't get that misconstrued. I really, I think that he made a good choice that I disagree with at first. I didn't understand why Anderson was coming out in the moment for Bruno. And the moment that Bruno got in there, we looked like a completely different team, not saying Anderson was having a bad match. In fact, Anderson was having an amazing match. 100% accurate passes. Every single pass that he attempted, long ball, medium ball, short ball, air, through the air, on the ground, everything he touched, everything that he passed, um, frankly, it ended up to the person. He had 100% passing uh, completion, which you don't see a number that high except for like center backs. And this was a guy playing the middle of the field. That's just unusual. You don't see that. He was killing it. But he brings in Bruno, which I disagree with at the time, and it was the right move. But the move to excuse me, the move to bring in Mackey, unless unless Marlon was getting tired, then I get it. I really, really do. But I, I just don't get that one. I don't understand that move. Hindsight's fully 2020. But hey, it is what it is. Um, also, I just had a really weird moment. Um, this is live reactions. I've, I've, I've made a tweet. I made. I posted a tweet yesterday that said 14 red cards and 18 USL matches are you proud pro refs, which got a lot of attention. A lot of people call me dumb, which to be fair, I am not smart man. Um, but I just got the notification right now that one of the people that liked it was the head coach of the Indy 11, um, Mark Lowry, who uh, Indy, I think, got one or two red cards yesterday. Oof. That's tough. That is real tough. Uh, Mark, hey, uh, since you're a fan of the tweet, um, check out the podcast if you're listening to this, my guy. Um, wasn't expecting a coach to – I should. I don't know why I didn't expect a coach to see that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I totally lost what I was talking about, man. I just wasn't ready for that to happen. But, yeah, there was a lot to be frustrated with last night or with this uh, Tulsa loss, but it's don't blame the refs. We were losing long before we were down a man. I'm, I'm sorry, and I want to blame the refs as much as the next guy, but I just can't. Um, some other stuff I put on the website, and I want to talk about it because I want to elaborate on some stuff. Um, I did all my player reactions. I did some short ideas on here. Um, basically, TLDR, MVO, can't do that, babe. Um, hope Freddy's okay. Fanwell had a great match. Um, basically, he was part of the reason why Tulsa refused to go to the air. He made it a no-fly zone. Um, Alex, you can't do that, babe. Um, he had a fine match other than those two moments but it just can't do that uh van k zeal <sighs> killed it i hope he gets a lot more playing time screw it let's go for center backs in the back i don't care <laughs> boy would that be something that'd be fun uh mikey lopez um 
in this uh, three slash five man back line, Mikey Lopez might be the perfect left back. And I hate that for Ryan James, but I hope Ryan James gets more play in the midfield this year. Be really interested to see how that would work. Maybe um, rotating when him and Prosper are in and starting could be very, very interesting. Johnny Dean, look, this is two matches in a row where I feel like Johnny Dean had it pushed up too far in the offensive half and was out of position or got sucked into um, into a position and left a man open. He His defense has been lacking so far this year. Um, hopefully this tightens up, and I'm sure it will. Um, but... Last year, his defense was impeccable, and so was his offense. But right now, we need his defense to tighten up just a little bit more because the goals aren't coming in for the club at the moment. And he is a part of the reason we've been leaky. But we'll see if that's a trend. We'll we'll see if that is a pattern and not just a slight trend right now. We'll, We'll see. Um, Anderson, we already talked about Anderson, great passing. Um, his challenges were a little bit off, uh, lost a few ground plays that he normally doesn't. Maybe he was just getting, it looked like he was getting a little overzealous, but I did appreciate the fact that he decided to shoot some last night. People were starting to understand that Anderson was not going to shoot. He was just going to dribble basically to the corner and then pass or take a side angle shot to basically force a corner. I think defenders knew that we're closing him down very quickly or just getting straight into the passing channels. And with him taking some shots, defenders have to uh, respect that a little bit, even if those shots ended up in, uh, you know, in uh, what is that place called? Oklahoma City. Wow. I am just struggling to get to just talk today. Sorry about that, guys. Um, Zach had a fantastic match. Uh, outside of Van Zeal, I would say that he was our best defender. He was phenomenal. His passing was sublime. I uh, really liked Zach. Enzo, he he transcends stats. He was an offensive engine that we needed. We desperately needed. It was very nice to see him going. He put in some amazing balls that we just haven't seen in play before. Now don't get me wrong, Bruno has put in has put some balls on the platter and is a set piece freak. But Enzo can do some stuff in the run of play that we have not seen with the Legion before. And we saw that last night. Uh Bruno, he was fine. Um passing was good. On and off the ball movement was great. His his finishing was so lackluster. We had several chances, including one where he basically just kind of scuffed the ground, bounced the ball, and it ended up being a very easy save for Sean Lewis, which should have been a wide-open goal for Legion. He honestly could have even just took a touch on the ball and shot it and would have had a better chance, but decided to go first time, bounce the ball, save, easy save. Very disappointed by that. Hopefully the finishing gets a little bit better there. Um the longest part of this article was under Eli, and after I wrote it, I felt like it was very harsh, arguably too harsh. Um, I feel pretty bad about it, actually, and so I'm just going to put this out there. Um, 
basically, I was very frustrated with Eli as I was writing this because I was re-watching it at the same time. And Eli didn't play bad. It just felt like he always... He, he missed having the perspective of a broadcast booth. I think we forget as fans that it's not FIFA and we don't they don't see all the stuff that we do. It felt like Eli was missing the killer ball. He was missing that final ball. And I don't know. I, it was very frustrating. I feel like I dug in a little too hard on him. And if anybody in the Cronulla camp is hearing this, I'm sorry. Um, should not have gone in that hard. But that said, I do feel like the points I made were valid. He just missed that one player, that one run, or being able to move the ball just a little bit farther up the pitch. He would choose to go laterally. Where it, I get it if it was a bad ball, you know, if it would lose his possession. But there were times where we had a guy in the middle of the park, wide open, nobody was going to be on him. And Eli decided to go laterally. That was just frustrating. And then there was the free kick moment, which you can read about that. Um, he's not the reason we lost. And I want to reiterate that. He is not the reason we lost. But it was it was just frustrating. Um, Marlon, um, his, his dribbling man, um, we needed that. <laughs> and we have some good dribblers on the team. But Marlon, he... He dribbles very similarly to how Junior would, but it seemed like Marlon can do it in more tight of spaces, if that makes sense. Also, I don't know if you guys hear the banging that's going on in the kitchen, but I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's fine. Prosper. Prosper absolutely just massacred a goalpost yesterday. We're seeing Prosper turn into the offensive player we thought he could be. Um, he has, he's become a first, he's become a pass first attacker, which has given him more space to shoot. And I can talk about that in more detail later, but essentially what that does is that players are having to read him, have, are having to read the pass and the shot now, as opposed to year one and year two, where they'd see him, he get the ball. They just closed down on him because they knew he was going to shoot instantly but now they're having to read both. They're having to react rather than be proactive. Um, because if they decide to dive in, he'll just lay the ball off to somebody else. If they decide to sit in the channels, he just shoots. Prosper has become one of the most dangerous members of this team. And I am so here for it. After year one and year two, I was very confused on why we brought him back. After watching him last year, and especially so far early this season, I get it, and I don't want to see him anywhere else. Um, Mackie, I and I want to I want to put this on here, and I want to reiterate some what I wrote on the article. Mackie is not a bust. This is just the wrong match to play him. He has a wonderful skill set that we were desperately missing. And I think we're going to be utilizing him very well this year. But this match was the wrong one to use him. We just were not having success in the air. And I think that this was I think this was the wrong match to play him, or at least at the wrong time in the match, if that makes sense. Um But yeah. 
uh, overall, this is not on the refs. This was on us. This match, we should have won. And you can look at stats. You can call up the shots. You can look at the XG. But there's a reason that Brighton have the one of the highest XGs I've ever seen week in, week out. And they're not Champions League winners. And this is not me being a Palace fan taking cheap shots at Brighton. It's just the truth. You have to finish your chances to win matches. Legion got their chances. They shot it right the goalkeeper. Uh, as simple as that. We made some boneheaded plays. Some... I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even necessarily say there were uncharacteristic plays. Um... I mean, Alex has done those same challenges and not got carded before. But, like I said, we've had 14 red cards in 18 matches. Refs are just calling more. We have to know that. As for MVO, we've seen him shove, in fact, another Oklahoma team, the Energy. We've seen him shove someone to the ground before. Um, at, granted, that was after a goal. And don't get me wrong, it was awesome. I was a big fan of it. Full-on WWE, you know, uh, basically Batista uh, uh, slammed someone to the ground. Um, It was electric, but you have to know that during the game and the ball is live, you're going to get carded for it, and that's a penalty. It, It was just a few boneheaded plays that ended up costing us that match, and we cannot blame the refs. Blame ourselves. This is going to be a time for a little retrospection. Or retrospection. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's the word. (laughs) Anyway. This is the time. Um, Hopefully we just don't do that against Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is one of the nastiest offenses I've seen in a long, long time in the USL. Um, Let's hope this defense figures itself out. Um, let's hope Clemens not that hurt. Let's hope it was precautionary. But it is what it is. I, unfortunately, will not be able to attend this match yet again, and it's breaking my heart. But reason being is that I have a concert on Saturday, uh, Saturday night. I'm playing the Firebird Suite with the Huxford Symphony Orchestra, and I will not be able to attend this mat- or this match, which is... Very, very disappointing, but I'll be able to watch most of it on TV, which is nice. Hopefully, another dub. But that means, hey, if you need tickets for this match, DM me, like, ASAP, please. I want to give you tickets to this match. I want to see as many people there as possible. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to what was kind of a longer post-match reaction than recently. Lots of rambling. Hopefully, it was coherent. But, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time, guys, keep hammering on.